On this episode of the show, I will be discussing the second-to-last film of the Jurassic Park series, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 119 of the Movie Maniacs podcast, and today we are going to be discussing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, directed by J.A. Bayona, released in 2018. A few days ago, I discussed the 2015 film Jurassic World, directed by Colin Trevorrow. Now we've had a switching of directors, and we are three years later and we have a sequel to the revival of the Jurassic Park franchise. Now, if you're new to this series so far and you haven't been listening to the show for long, well, I haven't really been too big of a fan of this series as we've gone through these episodes, as we've gone through these movies. I really do love the first Jurassic Park film, and I recommended Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World, but for the most part, it's been a pretty mediocre series. Jurassic World had its fun, and Jurassic Park 3 had a weird quality to it that reminded me of like some sort of like hidden gem almost, where if you kind of take it away from you know the big long stretching Jurassic Park series, I think that there's actually some fun to be had with that film, but I understand why people are not a big fan, and people aren't a big fan of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's a, a pretty low-rated film on Letterboxd. It's a 2.6, and before the release of Jurassic World Dominion, it was the lowest rated of the series. Now, we are obviously building up to Jurassic World Dominion, and that film has been trashed pretty big, and it's the lowest rated of the franchise thus far. Not a lot of fans, which definitely brought some concerns as I kicked out this franchise, and we've built up we've built up to Jurassic World Dominion. Now, let's get into this film here because I actually remember getting the trailers for Fallen Kingdom, and there were oddly some shots that reminded me of almost like a horror film in just the way that, like, th there were some shots of, like, this raptor outstretching its hand to this child, and, and just little shots like that I thought reminded me of, like, a horror film, which was an interesting change of pace, and now we're here with this new director, J.A. Boynia, who has actually, I believe, directed a, a couple notable films. Uh, I did watch one of his most acclaimed films, A Monster Calls, released in 2016. I was not a fan of that movie. I, I didn't really understand a lot of the hype around it. And then the film The Impossible with Ewan McGregor, um, I believe that that got some notable reviews as well. So uh, the guys directed, I think, some some well-acclaimed stuff in the past, or at least decent work, you could say. And now he's finally getting a shot at the big guns, right? The big franchise. And I, I just want to speak to his directing as we get into this film because the change of direction is very notable. And I think it's one that needs to be pointed out as we discuss this film, because it feels very different from Colin Trevorrow. And I came into this film with low expectations because 
uh, it being just so hated and lowly reviewed, I, I went into it with low expectations. I was not expecting much, but I have to say, as we were getting into this film and we are now brought into this world where dinosaurs are now almost a political issue. Do we free the dinosaurs from this exploding island and all of this kind of controversy and, you know, picking sides and political battles. And then Jeff Goldblum shows up for a scene and is like, these dinosaurs should not be saved. And that's really all of what Jeff Goldblum does in this movie. He really doesn't do much at all. I thought he was going to be a big player. He's not. He shows up for a, essentially a worthless cameo. And I talked about in Jurassic World how seeing humans interact with the dinosaurs was kind of an interesting change of pace and a new evolution for the series in terms of visuals and directing because we only saw about six or seven people interact with dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. And that was a kind of a low-scale version. And now we have thousands of people in Jurassic World 2015 coming in and interacting with these dinosaurs. And it was kind of this weird coexistence. And now dinosaurs are part of, you know, our our world and our culture and and they're now they're a part of our politics. I thought that that was a new evolution, a new place for the series to go and maybe not visually as exciting, but it was an interesting um, evolution for the series to go. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a, a neat place for the series to go in terms of, you know, now we're having a, a kind of a moral issue of do we risk getting these dinosaurs off this island and potentially changing the way that humans will live forever, maybe even furthering our own extinction, as Jeff Goldblum says, or do we respect the dinosaurs as life and decide to try and take measures to get them off the island? And this is what, uh, who I kind of think the main character is, uh, Claire, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. She essentially is the main character. And yes, you could say, well, Chris Pratt, he's the face of this series. I would say that while, yes, you are correct, really this character, um, Owen, played by Chris Pratt, he does he is not the central part of the story. This film feels far more about Claire than it does Owen. And look, Chris Pratt, I like the guy. Uh, I'm glad that he hasn't been canceled. And I think that he does good stuff, and I think he's good in this franchise. But uh, this series just does not give him a lot to work with here. And Bryce Dallas Howard, I, Claire was my least favorite character, honestly, in Jurassic World. I still don't really find her to be that likable. I, I think it's a decent evolution of her character to now kind of be in this spot where she's looking for retribution after kind of subject, subjecting these dinosaurs to, you know, this confined space and then running this kind of bad operation and all that. She's She's trying to... Uh, to redeem herself, and she's doing that by by kind of running this uh, this campaign of sorts to to push to get these dinosaurs off this island, and that's really what she's up to. And now she, she's uncovered that you know this volcano is potentially about to explode, and she's recruited on this mission to uh, extract these dinosaurs from the island, and. Also, she's going to require, obviously, some some heavy lifting, and that's why she recruits Chris Pratt, and we're back in the same boat that we were in Jurassic World. Oh, we used to have this thing, but 
I just don't really like you and and such and such. It's the same note. I don't care about these two. And I like both of these actors, but they just have no chemistry. It's a problem. I, I just do not buy the relationship. And though this movie will try and convince me that these two are just like the romance of the century, I just am not buying it. I, I don't think that they have much chemistry. They're not really the most interesting characters, even though Chris Pratt's good. None of these characters I find to be all that fascinating. And it is kind of like we're getting to the pace. We're cutting to the chase here. And, you know, we're, we're introduced to the, the shady business guy, Eli Mills, I believe is his name. And he is kind of, you know, it, it's pretty clear to me, at least, that he is running an operation that is going to be a little shady. We see uh, what's his face? Um, James Cromwell. You know, he's an old man and he's kind of lurking around and he's got there's this young girl and you're, you're getting some ideas that things are fishy. And just to confirm them, in case you didn't read the signs, Ted Levine is in this movie playing this military-esque leader to get these dinosaurs off of this island. And Ted Levine, a really good actor. And, you know, if you haven't seen The Sons of the Lambs, very chilling performance in that film. And then he has this great scene in this film I love, Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I really like Ted Levine. He's not in a lot of movies nowadays. And honestly, I, 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 he does not do much. He picks these side roles and tries to work his best stuff there. And I think that's respectable. I think that the guy is very talented. This is not his best performance. It's a pretty bland role, and it really just kind of relies on him being Ted Levine for this to really have any sort of effect, quite frankly. And uh, it, it, it's pretty clear, right, that these guys are running a, a shabby operation and that it's evil. Like, it's crooked, you can tell, and... The film is not trying to code it over. What disappoints me about what this film is doing is we kind of are opening up with these interesting concepts, right? Dinosaurs are on this island that is potentially going to explode, right? Um, or, or actually, it's set in stone. It's going to explode. This volcano is going to erupt, and it's going to kill these dinosaurs, and so now we are brought in. I'm like, thank the Lord. We got an interesting theme here, an interesting moral problem for our characters, whether or not we get them off this island. And what's so weird to me is not only does when Chris Pratt hear that these dinosaurs are going to die, but also Blue, his favorite dinosaur is going to die. He actually doesn't care. And then like he takes a moment like, well, okay. And then he goes, uh, that was not a good moment for his character. But furthermore, the the film ditches any sort of interesting theme, moral problem for the characters, any sort of interesting dilemma that could have been a good continuation of the series. They ditch that. All right. It's it's pretty clear, it's pretty clear. They don't care. They're more interested in giving you this run-of-the-mill story about these these like uh Mil these fake military people coming in, these soldiers coming in, taking these dinosaurs off the island, running this black market of dinosaurs, and then giving us some, 
I don't know, like, just weird story about this girl being a clone and relation to uh, a character, you know, the, the partner of John Hammond from Jurassic Park. It's a bad story, guys, and I just want to get that out of the way. If you're here for an interesting story, something that's going to get you excited, um, this is just not going to be for you because I hate to break it to you, folks, but this is just not a well-written film. It's a dumb film. That needs to be made explicitly clear. This is a dumb film. This series has just reached a point where it's done trying to give you any sort of interesting theme or moral dilemma, a concept, a running idea over the course of the series. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom says... Who cares about that? And just crumbles up the paper and throws it over its shoulder and misses the trash can completely. And it's uh, just a dumb film. And I <laughs> now that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a film I'm not going to recommend because I can enjoy dumb films from time to time. So as we go about the story, I want it to be made clear. I don't think these characters are that great. I don't think this story is well written. What I'm looking for over the course of this movie is just a fun time. I'm just looking for something like I can go, this is stupid, but hey, you know, it's not a bad way to spend two hours. And I appreciate that this series has not been trying to waste my time so far. Two hours is very reasonable. Now, Jurassic World Dominion is two and a half hours. That is unreasonable and will probably be a critique of that film when we get to that review uh, in a few days. But when we're on this island and Owen like kind of begrudgingly agrees and we have this team, right? Ted Levine and Justice Smith and Danelia Pineda and all that. It's, I, I believe that's her name. Let me just make sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we have, I think Isabella Sermon, who is playing, yes, she's playing the the young child in this film who is a clone of James Cromwell's daughter, I believe. Yeah. So when we're on this island, I'm not having a good time. Okay. I, I'm, I don't really, we have these new characters, Justice Smith, who plays Franklin Webb, and then Zia Rodriguez. Uh, they're not my favorite characters, I'll be honest. I, I think Justice Smith uh, is a good actor. Um, he was in Detective Pikachu, and he did good work in there. I think that the guy could do good work, better work in the future. Uh, I do not know much about Danelia Panada, but uh, the, the two were not my favorite characters. I'll just be honest. And when we're on this dinosaur, uh, you know, this dinosaur island, essentially, you know, we're seeing these dinosaurs run rampant. I gotta say, I made a critique in 2015, or, or for that film. I didn't think the CGI was really that good. It, it had its moments, but for the most part, it looked really, really fake to me. And I think a few years later, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has actually made a better looking film. I like the look of this movie more than I do the look of Jurassic World in 2015. And yes, there are elements of it that are cheap, obviously, and green screen. The sets aren't that great. 
right? But uh, I, I didn't mind the look of the film. I think the dinosaurs have a better look to them, and it's a darker, it's a darker look to the film. And obviously, you know, if you're familiar with the way trilogies work, and this is the you know in the way a, a trilogy, right? Uh, the revival. Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and, you know, Dominion, then you know that the second installment in the trilogy is always the bleakest one, and it shows in the visual look of the film. And I think that the film set itself up for a really, you know, emotional moment when this island explodes. We're going to get to that, but I don't think the movie really cares or spends a lot of time on it. We're on this island, and it's pretty clear, you know, Ted Levine... He makes the switch right. He kidnaps Blue. He takes all these other dinosaurs with him, and you get the sense that uh, oh, this uh, this the shady character Mills. He's going to be you know working with Toby Jones, uh, who uh, plays Mister Eversoul, to run this dinosaur black market, and they're going to engineer this apex predator, make a lot of money, and it's very dumb. It's stupid. Not the most complex villains. But whatever, you know, it tries to make the case that this is the same thing Claire did. And as much as I don't like her in this movie or in 2015, that they're doing something that's completely different than what she did. But they they make the switch right, and they're and then they realize, oh, the volcano is exploding, and we have some action that I didn't think was any anything special. None of the action here in this first half particularly is all that great. But we have this sequence. Right, where the dinosaurs and Claire and Owen and Franklin, they're running down the island. They're trying to get out because it this this place is erupting. It's exploding. These dinosaurs are getting swamped with, you know, volcano and all that stuff. And we had this kind of this cool moment where a T-Rex smashes this other dinosaur and roars. But, you know, there's also there's all this kind of drama and or not drama but you know there's uh it, this you know sadness of course you know going down as this island explodes i'm like oh my gosh the island is already exploding and i paused the film we're like 30 minutes in into a two-hour movie so i'm like what exactly is the rest of this film going to be i just do not understand what the plan is here because i expected you know i knew the island was going to explode i expected for the island to explode around you know, the, the final moments of the film. And that was kind of what I thought was going to happen. If that was going to be the climax for some reason, the Island is exploding in the first, you know, like 30 minutes of the film or 40, 50, whatever you want to say, like pretty early on. And okay. So the kingdom's already fallen. Movie's over. Let's go home. That, that, as I was ready to go, because I was not really enjoying the movie thus far. I, especially with the Island, being destroyed and you know i'm not really into these villains the story felt rushed and a lot of cool concepts felt like a waste of you know time quite frankly like none they clearly don't care about these themes i was like what, what are we doing here i mean come on guys this is just it, it's ridiculous okay and we, we the moment where this this volcano erupts and these dinosaurs die it, it's a it's a it's a fairly good sequence. It's well shot. It's got some you know sadness about it. And I mentioned I think in uh, my review for Jurassic World, um, my cat passed away recently. It's got seeing all these dinosaurs like die and 
you know, put into cap- captivity. And it, uh, it hit me at a moment where I was kind of vulnerable in terms of, you know, you know, animals dying and stuff. I, I, I was a little uh, vulnerable in that aspect at the time, but it, it, it's a, it's a fairly good sequence and it's, it shows you kind of the waste of this film in that, if it spent more time building up this volcano dot uh, you know, killing off all these monsters or these dinosaurs and, you know, the, the moral dilemma that a lot of the characters are dealing with and so forth. Well, then I think we could have been in for a really good film, but this movie is far more concerned about showing you dinosaur action and a black market of uh, predators and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, this is just so weird to me like why this film just does not seem to care about you know an actually good story or interesting characters it doesn't seem to to care about that and then i'm just i'm done you know like this is just not interesting the the movie actually though once this volcano erupts we see all these dinosaurs they're taken away to where toby jones and uh raf spall are, are running this operation and it kind of starts to take a turn. And then I realized what movie we're in. And I'm just like, oh, so we're just kind of in a ridiculous film. I mean, this movie is ridiculous. And now I'm just left like, oh, so so this is the type of movie that we're in. Really? I, you know, we we're, we had like this moment where I thought the whole film was building up to this volcano being, you know, erupted and then, you know, just killing these dinosaurs and all that stuff. And that's what I thought the film was building up to. But no, the film is concerned about this ridiculous black market of dinosaur storyline. And then we're in just this weird film. Just this, like, I, I'm so confused. And I feel like we're back in Jurassic Park 3. And so that we're, or even The Lost World, where we're in this story that just... It doesn't belong to this series. It just, it makes no sense to me how this is the place that this franchise has gone. I mean, we started off with a film that brought all these interesting moral quandaries about life and extinction and animal versus man and these really great characters. This film is none of that. This series has just lost it. It does not have any of that stuff. I mean, and it never has really since that first film. And now that I realize, oh, we're just in this ridiculous black market storyline. Well, then I go, maybe this is something that I can actually sink my teeth into in an odd way. Because, I mean, I wasn't expecting for this type of stuff to work. And it doesn't. The black market idea is stupid. But that is that ends up being the fun of the film. Fallen Kingdom is a stupid movie. It's a stupid film. And if you go into it, think, you know, like understanding this is not the most well-written well-written film it doesn't have that great characters or, or a story plot or anything like that it's a dumb film it's, it's just just a stupid movie in a ridiculous way though and that is kind of the part where i start to you know go oh okay i see i see you know maybe we can like I, I was able to kind of find some odd enjoyment in you know the ridiculousness of the villains. I mean, Rothsfall is just playing this ridiculous character. Toby Jones, 
is playing a ridiculous character. Ted Levine, the, all these villains are just ridiculous. And then B.D. Wong is back again. He's just always popping up and always getting into trouble. Poor Henry Wu just cannot seem to stay out of trouble. So now that I understand what type of film we're in, because we have these types of villains, I just throw my hands about. I go, okay, uh, okay, Universal, sure, I'll play ball. Let's just go along with this ridiculous film. And honestly, the film still doesn't even always work in that regard because it's still concerned about this James Cromwell and Lockwood storyline with this girl who is like a clone and just this the weirdest stuff. And I just cannot believe the franchise has gone to this place, but it is just so stupid to me. The film is so dumb and, and poorly written. I mean, goodness gracious, these scriptwriters. You know, Colin Trevorrow wrote this film. You know, horrible, horrible work. And then Derek Connolly wrote, you know, just not the smartest films. Rise of Skywalker, Detective Pikachu, Kong, Skull Island, a fun film, but definitely not well written. And then, oh, Monster Trucks? Oh. Oh, okay. Monster Trucks. Now... I understand. Now I see what type of film we're in. This is by the guy who made monster trucks. Now I understand. I understand what type of film we are in. This crazy, ridiculous, dumb film. It's it's just what you got to go along with. And that's that is the critique. When I see reviews, it's just Fallen Kingdom is so stupid. And you know, it's the dialogue is is just so bad. The script is horrible. The performances aren't even that great. And look, I like Chris Pratt, but he's phoning it in. I mean, he just he knows that this is just not the best the best film. And man, it's just ugh, it's I mean, it's just so stupid. And that's really what you got to understand. It's just a stupid film. People are phoning it in. But at the same time, I'm like not having the worst time, which is weird. We're in like this goth house or whatever. It's just like the film has gone into this weird place where these dinosaurs are all locked up. And we're dealing with like cloning humans. I'm just like the script is so stupid. It is so Stupid, and I just don't understand how on earth we have reached this point to where, I, I mean, this is just modern filmmaking, guys. What you got to understand here is just, I mean, I, I I just do not want this type of rebooting stuff to happen to other beloved, like, Spielberg films, like E.T., Indiana Jones. I mean, we know it's coming. Gremlins, Poltergeist. I, I think they've already done it to Poltergeist, like, just... You need to leave these classics alone. Jurassic Park never should have even had a sequel. And when you look at the type of script that is being given here, it's just, it's one of the most stupid written movies, I think, of the year, in my opinion. Of 2018, this is one of the dumbest films of the year. But that being said, I'm having some sort of weird enjoyment here. I can't even explain why. Maybe it's the ridiculous performances, you know, by Ted Levine who's just like, they're all, everybody's phoning it in here, but like, I just can't believe the type of story that we're in. 
when we get to you know the third act, the final showdown of the film, where you know like the the, the, the little girl realizes that her 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 you know father figure besides the grandpa is like running this black market, and we have this ridiculous scene that is just I think was so weird. I was like so just lost. I mean, we're having this black market scene where Toby Jones is like Velociraptor. 900 billion and there was like oh I'll take it oh 901 billion and it's just like i cannot believe the series is at this spot i'm like think, i'm like going back like looking at the series like what went wrong here what what is going on and we started with this great film how are we had fallen kingdom i've just been so confused by like where this movie has gone with characters and I mean, the CGI and directing, I, I kind of enjoy more and the ridiculousness has, has its moments, but I'm, I'm just so lost. I don't care about this girl with her grandfather. I don't care about James Cromwell and the little, you know, relate the, like his betrayal by this, this Eli Mills, you know, right? This black market. I just don't care. I, I, that's the big problem. I think that Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has no attachment at all, even in Jurassic World. And Jurassic Park 3, I had a little bit of care. I have no care in Fallen Kingdom, just not any. And even Lost World, I like Jeff Goldblum, sure. You know, like, sure, you're welcome. You know, I'm, all right, let's, I guess so. But man, I just do not care about any of these people. And all this stuff with the Lockwood girl and all that, it just, it, it's so disproportionate from anything that we've gotten from this series and i just don't want it i do not want this lazy hollywood filmmaking in this series but it, that's what it's always been at this point i mean jurassic park was a bright start but it's quickly been dwindled out by this dumb hollywood writing and i just do not care about any of the characters when we get to this third act, it just dives into this crazy realm of chaos as these dinosaurs break loose. They're all throughout this this house, and they're they're just go going around attacking and you know, fighting, and and you know Chris Pratt's like gonna save people and all that stuff, and, and they're on top of this roof, and he's he's saving this girl, and I, I think this is some of the the moments where the directing is at its best because I honestly think the guy is a little bit of a horror fan. I mean, he plays with some horror elements at times, with the outstretched claw, certain moments, right? And I like that. I like that we were kind of going into this, like, horror type of move with the, with this, you know, these dinosaurs kind of being up with these, these horrific, uh, you know, creatures. And I like that the film kind of unveils that and shows, you know, the dark places that some of, uh, you know, that, that these dinosaurs can go. And it really does show some of the danger, right? I mean, we know that they can you know cause all these problems but they've created like this apex predator and it's so stupid you shine a red light on this on somebody and it like will uh, forever attack them or something like that it's just so stupid to me like we have like pretty pretty much you know hitman dinosaurs that's that's literally where we're at this series hitman dinosaurs i'm just so lost here but I mean, the film has all these crazy sequences, right? Of dinosaurs attacking, and James Cromwell, uh, you know, he dies essentially, right? And then uh, the girl decides to go with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Who cares? I don't care about the girl. I don't care about Chris Pratt. I don't care about Bryce Dallas Howard. And you know, Justice Smith is here, <laughs> and then uh, Zia Rodriguez is here. I got just. 
none of these characters I have any emotional investment in. I'm going, where's Jeff Goldblum? I thought it was going to be in this film. Where is Jeff Goldblum? And these dinosaurs start to call this chaos, and, and some of the chaos is fun. And then we have the T-Rex show up, and he, he fights off the the Apex Predator, right, or the whatever he's called, the, the hunter, right? And he he kills him, and he, you know, we have all these moments where where Blue, you know, drops into the building and gives this roar in such a manner that it is reminiscent of that big moment in Jurassic Park, and the T-Rex does it, and the Apex Predator, I think it happens like four times. The series is constantly doing that, and, I mean, essentially, I mean, they have all these big dinosaur battles, and then that's it. Like it, it just it go it puts you on like this action roller coaster of dinosaurs fighting, and I honestly don't think it's the worst time ever. But I mean, it like I said, it's it's, it's so uh, disproportionate from anything that we've gotten from this series. It it just doesn't fit into what worked best about Jurassic Park. I mean, it's at every given moment, it's you know, throwing characters and good story in the trash in place for these crazy dinosaur action fighting sequences. And I'll be honest, that stuff was is pretty fun in this movie. I think that's the stuff that works best. If you want to see dinosaurs smash and, you know, fight and all that stuff, well, this is your film. This is the film. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm not going to be so hard on this film. Yes, it's one of the most stupid films of 2018. No doubt about it. But... I'm not having the worst time when we have some of these dinosaur action scenes. And listen, it's like as a film, you know, critic and looking at writing and all that stuff, like this is clearly not the best film. But in terms of delivering on maybe some exciting action and some you know, decent sequences, I don't think that this film is is that in the gutter. And it, it actually ends in this like idea of like pessimism where – We've un Jeff Goldblum ends off by saying, well, you know, we've unleashed something we can't control and it's going to lead to our extinction. There's there's only one way. And, you know, the girl, um, you know, Ma Maisie Lockwood makes the decision to let these dinosaurs out of their cages and roam free in the world uh, in order to save their lives in some big moment. And I have to say, I thought that was a good, like a, a, a decent, you know, pivotal decision for the character to make. Claire's not able to do it. She does it. She pulls the trigger. And now the dinosaurs are out. They are in the wild. And and you see them, you know, roaming with people and, and flying next to cars and stuff. And now you understand, oh, these dinosaurs are going to have to coexist with humans. Or, and this is what Jeff Goldblum believes, is they're going to cause our extinction. And honestly, if this film had the balls and gave a crap about, you know, thematic, you know, story, then I feel like Jurassic World Dominion would be an awesome film if it just ended with, like, essentially dinosaurs killing humans and dinosaurs return as the the dominant power in the hierarchy of the Earth. To me, that'd be awesome and fitting for what the series has been saying for many, many films, which is dinosaurs and humans cannot coexist. That is kind of where I believe Fallen Kingdom kind of ends off in such a way. And I want to see that film. I want to see that film where dinosaurs actually just end up taking over, killing humans. They return as the dominant, you know, uh, force uh, on Earth. That To me, that's an awesome film, but one that I know we're never going to get. What I like about Fallen Kingdom is it kind of ends with this feeling that that is the future. I mean, we are just not – we're not going to be able to keep this up. Humans have created their own extinction, and 
Now we're just going to have to sit back and and watch the fireworks because these dinosaurs are going to destroy humans. And it's something that we are not going to be able to control. And it's something that we have started. To me, that's pretty cool. And if Jurassic World Dominion actually ended off with the killing of, you know, humans and dinosaurs returning as the dominant, you know, you know, species on Earth, that would be cool. And I'm on board for that. Let's do it. I'm down. You know, I, I like it when films just completely go berserk and end with one of those crazy moments. I mean, that's why I think the ending of Doctor Strange Love is just so crazy. It's like no film is willing to go there. And listen, you got a big modern Hollywood film. I mean, Hollywood at this point isn't willing to do anything that's all that daring. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, Dominion is not going to do that. It's going to stay safe. And even though Fallen Kingdom kind of promises something that I know we're never going to get, I ended this film kind of thinking, you know what? It would it would be pretty fun if Dominion just ended up killing off humanity and dinosaurs return and rule. That would be cool to me. And so we end off, I think, in a better place than we started with this first act that I or this first half of the film that I didn't care much about. And you know, we deal all we have to do all this stuff with Logwood and so forth. When the film gets past all of that, and we're in this black market stuff, and dinosaurs are going crazy in this mansion, and you know, fighting and all that stuff, and horror, and you know, the girls screaming and all that stuff, and the rest are and all that, like, and the film just like kind of goes crazy and lets the you know the dinosaurs fight, and we have a, a better time. Then I'm not I'm, I'm not so hard on this film, and I understand why people are real mad and think it is it's such a stupid film. It is a very dumb movie and not one that I think deserves any really strong, you know, compliment or, or, or applause. Uh, but I got to say, like, if you accept this film on its own value, which is a stupid action film, which so many people endorse on a regular basis, we, we praise these types of films, but uh, people can just be so pick and choose. I was kind of left thinking like, yeah, it's a stupid film with dumb characters and pretty bland performances, but man, when it lets it fly, it's a pretty fun film. And so, you know, I gave Jurassic Park three a recommend. Uh, I'm going to give this one a, a weak recommend. It's like a 51%, and it's just a matter of taste. Don't go into this movie wanting anything in the realm of intelligence. It's made by, it feels like it's made by dinosaurs. It's really just that level of IQ. And no disrespect to the writers, but come on guys, you just, you made a really dumb film here and I'm not going to give any credit to them. Uh, but I think J.A. Boña or Bayonia does his best. And that is just, you know, trying to provide some sort of level of, you know, fun here. And I think in the third act of the movie specifically, it ends up doing that. It promises something that it cannot ultimately deliver in its next and final chapter. But I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't kind of sit back with a smile on my face and say, some of that was so stupid, I had a fun time. So it, it's by the flip of a coin. Any given day, I could give a different answer to the recommend. But I'm going to give it a weak, weak recommend. I don't think it's that bad. But it really is a stupid film. And if you're, it's a good way to kill two hours. But if you're somebody who wants to spend your time with honor and feel like it was worthwhile, then don't watch this movie because it's not going to be all that rewarding. But I'll admit, I had a little bit of fun here, and I think Jurassic World was better, but this had some elements that I enjoyed, and, you know, these characters are not great, these performances are not great, but there is something here, and so I'll give it a 
a weak recommend for that. I think that it is a, a, a an all right time. It is what it is. It's not great, and it's certainly not what this franchise could have been, but I think we understand that. I hope at this point nobody here is in the – you know, under the delusion that this franchise has given us anything great outside of Jurassic Park, it hasn't. All these films have been borderline mediocre. I mean that, and it and some of them have been a little bit more than mediocre. They've been all right, but man, I mean these films just have not been that impressive outside of the first Jurassic Park. And I do not expect Dominion to do anything outside of that. I think it's going to play it safe. Uh, it certainly isn't going to give me the movie that I want. And, you know, I, that's something I, you're just going to have to accept. I mean, I don't think that this is, you know, the, the strongest series. I think that it rides a lot on the love people have for Jurassic Park. It plays the theme over and over again, recreates the shots, cameos, you know, old characters you know, and stuff like that, you know, tie-ins, Easter eggs. It's just, it hasn't even gotten past that shadow. It, it, I mean, people who love this series really just love Jurassic Park. I don't think there's anything about this series that is all, you know, all that good outside of the first film. So ultimately, this series has been a stinker. But when we get to Jurassic World Dominion, which I'm not very excited for, I'm going to give you guys my ranking of this series, do a little bit of reflection on it. And there you go. That's a wrap on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I hope that this review was a little bit different because I expected for to come on here and just dog on the film and in certain aspects I did but in others I have to say I didn't have the worst time so I think there's elements here for you to enjoy Jurassic World Dominion is looking bleak for sure and not in the way that I was hoping it would it it looks like a bad film and uh we're gonna get to that review next with episode 120 I hope you guys enjoyed this review as always I do really appreciate it if you Give this podcast a five stars on Apple Podcast and a five star on Spotify. Really does help the show. And if there's any series, topic, or anything that you want me to tackle on the show, I always put it in the description, moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. I would greatly appreciate it. So if you can do that, uh, I'm happy to talk about anything that you guys would like on the show that's movie-related, movie-concerned. Uh, I hope this was a good review. Hope that you guys liked it. And I had a good time coming on the show and uh, talking about this film. Hopefully, uh, everybody who is a father is having a good Father's Day. It was a good weekend. And I uh, had a good time celebrating the day with my dad. And anyway, that's all. That's a wrap on this episode. Hopefully, uh, it was a good review. And I'll be back with Jurassic World Dominion. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It's Noah Newcomb. Peace out.